Episode 41 of Oddcast, Neil and Mike back for another week, and it, holy crap, we lost track of the number of episodes. Um, did. We did. Mike had to look it up. For anybody that's listening, if you ever want to find out how many episodes we're doing, just go to podcast.com. That's it. Yeah. Automatically updated. I haven't updated that website since I built it. I know. It's great. Beautiful. It's a fancy website. It looks like I built it on GeoCities in 1997. But it still has a podcast playlist on there, too. It does, which if which when it updates on Spotify, updates on the website. It's great. Mm-hmm. I actually got to throw some new tracks on there. I was listening to some stuff on the weekend. Yeah, so. I've I've been uh, I've been expanding my my playlist genres a little bit. So I'm mm. I've got I've definitely got some new uh, some new entries for the playlist for sure. Yeah, same here. I've I've got actually a little bit more indie stuff lately. I've been getting into um and there's some good stuff out there um i was actually we had a fall cleanup out our way uh on the weekend past yep uh so they just bring in like a bunch of bins and they've got like you know one for metal and one for garbage basically and it's free there's some rules in place but it's free so i did a bunch of prep work uh on friday and Rhonda was there helped me out as well my wife my wife insert borat voice here Uh, so and then we're near the tail end friday night and i actually tripped up in something and just about put my back out oh oh my god because like at this point we've got like an old set of stairs that we took off the deck from the summer that we replaced with another set we've got my old weed whacker that like crapped out and all this other stuff Yep. But I look down and here it is like I tripped up in a bra. It was a booby trap. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. In fairness, okay, kidding aside, I actually did put my back out. <sighs> um, and it sucks when you do that. It does. I actually did that. I did that last week too, actually. So I don't know if you get this when you put your back out, but like when mine's really bad, yeah, I can barely even put like my left leg down to the ground. Cause what ends up happening is that muscle in your lower back that goes around and like wraps around yep. and comes down the side and down your like thighs. Yeah. It tenses up so much that it actually pulls my hip out of socket almost. Oh, it is so painful. I don't know. I don't get that. I get like the oh. the hunched over walk. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Where you're favoring one side more than the other. Yeah. yeah, and like the kind of like when you're sitting down, kind of like leaning while you sit. Like I just to I get, get comfortable. That. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I don't. I've, I don't think I've ever got like my leg doesn't function because of my back. Oh yeah, no. It's a it's a fairly newer development in the last two to three years for me. Um, <laughs> and yeah it sucks ass but long story what the 40 looks like yeah long story (laughs) short though um it fixed itself last night well that's good yeah it woke me up out of a very deep sleep like i don't know what type of sleeper you are but i'm that stereotypical like dad sleeper where almost nothing wakes me up uh i'm not super light sleeper but 
I could sleep through some stuff yeah. for sure. Like Rhonda's always amazed how much crap I can sleep through. Yeah. Uh, but last night, about 3.30 in the morning, I woke up in pain and almost let out a, like an audible yelp. My back had cracked out of nowhere and it fixed itself. That's amazing. You would think, oh my God, I almost had to walk the floor for like 20 minutes to like, just to walk it off. Basically the pain. Wow. Oh my God. But the relief this morning, like I after getting back imagine. to sleep, oh, it was so good. I can only imagine. Oh, I was, wow. able, I was able to walk around this morning without limping. That is it. What do you ever get Charlie horses? Like no, while you're sleeping? so like I, like I get them in my calves. Like yeah. that's where I tend to get them. And it's like excruciating pain. Yeah. And like, I can look down and like, you see all the muscles bulging out of your leg and you touch it. Your leg feels like a rock. And like, you're trying to kick it out, kick it out, kick it out. When it finally goes, it's like, Oh, thank God. But then like for the next two or three days, it's like someone has just been punching the back of your leg. And the pain from that is excru like not excruciating, but it's painful. It's yeah. not a fun thing to go through. But the reason I say that is, is like kind of comparing like you kind of waking up to a back crack, which, which evidently fixed your back problem. It's kind of like when you wake up and you get that, you get, the, you get the, the stiffness mm -hmm. and then like once you release it then it's like okay now i can go back to sleep it's like yeah. that just like not euphoric feeling but just like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know what you mean honestly i i mentioned it like i'm honestly thinking about getting one of those um massage guns those yep. pulsating ones yep um so i'm gonna do a little bit of research and see if I can find one. I will not buy one of those from AliExpress. No. <laughs> that no. is something I will make it, I will make a purchase um, and spend a little bit extra money on because I think that's going to be one of those things that you get what you pay for. I would believe so, yes. And so, I wouldn't necessarily trust like recreational electronics like that from AliExpress. <laughs> no, and part of me is more worried about just doing that search on AliExpress. And you're going to find some complimentary products, I would say. That's one description for it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, hey, AliExpress, show me massage guns. Yeah. God. Here's one with a dick on it. Wow, you went right <laughs> to the male gender there. That says something. Um. Yeah, no, it's I I don't you can get them like hell. There's even mall kiosks, you know, stuff like that. So oh, yeah, they're all over the place. So I'm thinking I'm gonna invest in one because I know my wife also gets the gets Charlie horses like you were saying. Yeah. So cool. if we can get one of those, that'll help us both out, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh you and I were texting back and forth a little bit this week, and this is gonna seem a little bit odd. But we want to talk about a couple of specific words or phrases that we use. Yeah. And these are ones that we use a lot. Yes. Now, I have a feeling yours might be more lighthearted than mine. 
mine are very business jargon. Like I would like the like most of them would be business jargon. Okay. What what have you got? Like, let's take this offline. Or yeah, okay. That's definitely um, business. Uh can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, so you're on mute. You're yeah. on mute. That's totally like if there was a bingo card for virtual meetings, yes, that would be which, dead center. I've definitely seen them. Definitely seen them. Yeah, totally. Any other ones? Uh, I had a very interesting experience when I was interviewing someone at a past company. This was probably like five or no more than that, probably six or seven years ago. And I was running a little consulting team. And as part of the interview process, we asked the applicants to do like a, a five minute presentation to kind of help us understand like your, your communication skills, how, how well do you like kind of showcase solutions and things like that. Sure. Just to get an idea, like we're putting you in front of customers. We got to kind of see what our customers going to get with this. So we had this one applicant uh, who on paper looked pretty good. Uh, seemed like she knew what she was doing and all totally. of that. And then we got to doing the presentation portion of the interview process and she would run her stuff and it was pretty well done. Not bad. A few things I would, I would have tweaked, but gets, it gets the points where she'll, she'll ask like, do you have any questions? Just like you would in any other meeting if you're presenting something. Sure. It makes sure. total sense. We'd all say no. Okay, okay. Cool beans. No. No, you cool don't beans. say that. You don't say that in an interview. Cool beans. No. That's yeah, no. That's I mean it's not inappropriate. It's not vulgar. It's no, not no, not disrespectful. At all. It's just but that's something in my mind I would avoid if I was at a job interview. Yes. Now this is not like I, I come from the, the interviews, like from a job applicant interview side of things where like, I like your talent means or your, your mind and your skill set means more than anything. Like Fair enough. I don't care if you have one year or five years experience, depending on the type of job you're hiring for totally get that. Yeah. But and I want people to be able to be themselves because a lot of people get really tense during interviews or get really shy or just nervous. And that's fun. But I try to make people as comfortable as they want and as comfortable as they want mm-hmm. to be too. But there's like, there's this a little bit too comfortable. Yeah. In there's an, a fine line there process where it's just like, I could put you in front of the CMO. Are you going to say cool beans to them? If they're paying you $250 an hour? No. I don't know. Like, eh. so I've had this thing with cool beans ever since then. Whereas like anytime I hear that, I'm just like, I can't no. I, I no. No. <laughs> my uh my word is I mean it's one I use a ton. And in fairness, I know everyone else does too. Yeah. But my word is meh, M-E-H. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I bring that up is because I have was actually talking to my therapist this week. 
And the first thing after the usual questions, you know, when you have yeah. a therapy session that they ask you uh, is, you know, well, how are, how was your week? How are you doing? And my usual response is meh. And my, my therapist who I actually really like enjoy talking to seem to have a good rapport. And it's the first time that I can actually say that with a therapist in a while. So, uh, I appreciate the fact that they called me out on it and they, they kind of pushed me on it and they said, you know, what does that actually mean? So I had to think about it for a couple seconds. I'm like, well, Usually for me, meh means I'm here. The bad, what, what, what more do you want? Yeah. Essentially, right? Yeah. Like before before meds and therapy, meh would have meant I'm gonna tell you whatever you want to hear. So it looks like I'm gonna, you know, get by. Sure. But after meds and some therapy, now it's more along the lines of you know what, this is not the worst I've been, but I'm here. Yep. (laughs) And that kind of led to another conversation where it was like, I, and this is something like that was not surprising to me. I've had these thoughts before, but it was, you know, with the dystymia thing, it was, I realized that it's not that I don't feel happy sometimes. Yep. But I've realized that my normal state now, instead of feeling down all the time with the dysthymia and the major depression, it's now more a matter of just existing. It's almost like you're in observer mode. And you're ready to react appropriately whenever something happens. Okay. So if it requires you, if something happens that requires you to, to act happy, sure, I can do that. And I don't mean like act as in like a bad way, but like a natural reaction. Sure. Happy. Sure. Um, same thing with, you know, acting, say, angry or acting sad or acting, you know, surprised. Same thing. And the therapist was a little, I don't want to say surprised by that, but not disappointed in the answer. Right. <laughs> because that's still a big step up from meh where yeah from where i was previously yeah yeah so meh for me not exactly my favorite word but it's the best descriptor i have sometimes interesting you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean so i've definitely like very well i've we've probably all use it for sure like i don't even know when did it really start was it a 90s thing I would say probably more early to mid 2000s. Did it come from something? I don't know if it did or not, but mm-hmm. it had to, obviously, but I'm not sure where. Just like, meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah, exactly. But mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where, like, when I say it for the most part, there's not a negative connotation to it now. Right. If I had said that to anybody, like, say, three years ago, yep. different story. Got it. But the, the meaning of meh is completely different now. It actually means, you know what, I'm actually not doing too bad. Yeah, good for you. 
So I wanted to share that one. It's one I overuse, but it's it's sufficient. Yeah. No, I like it. So I like it. And I also I also feel like that word could encapsulate like a Seinfeld episode. I think that's pretty much Seinfeld the whole series. Yeah. Like meh. seriously. Meh. Um, the thing that I will say is not sufficient or not meh is the fact that for some unknown friggin' reason, my local Costco has Christmas chocolates out already. They've actually had them out since August. I just haven't brought it up yet. That's ridiculous. Fucking hell, Costco. What is wrong with you? Well, and I was telling you earlier in the week i was at canadian tire as i do and all of the summer seasonal aisle had now been turned into christmas like it's like fuck halloween yeah fuck that like halloween doesn't exist like there's like you could go and buy christmas trees at my canadian tire now good god like yeah straight from summer like oh pools are on clearance oh ho 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 motherfuckers yeah no now if no. to be completely honest i'm basing this on my my part anyway on the costco can christmas chocolates in august on anecdotal evidence from my father-in-law okay but still they've done it in previous augusts that i've seen with my own eyes not just chocolates but wrapping paper why <laughs> Uh, why indeed like who, who the hell is wrapping christmas presents in august and i know there's some sick fuck out there that's doing it <laughs> there is a uh, i get the i i say this every year i'm always going to start christmas shopping early there's a big difference between there's, starting early and yeah. wrapping in august oh absolutely wrap wrapping in august you're still what five months out well, yeah, you've got you've got at four least months four months. Like, if you're yeah. not counting August, you've got September through till December. Bloody hell! Why are you wrapping presents now? Yeah, makes no sense. I <clears throat> makes no sense. Yeah, why? Like, I, I just I get your like, and like, there's obviously a reason these stores are doing it. I get they have a finite amount of time that they have to sell these products. But they wouldn't do it if people weren't buying shit. Are you seriously telling me that if you don't start selling these like snow globes now, yet they're going to go bad? Yeah. (laughs) Canadian Tire's bottom line will just dip? Yeah. I'm pretty sure these snow globes aren't going to go bad like some of the melons at the other end of the store. No. Thank you very much, Walmart. What do we do about this? Who do we have to talk to? Oh, there's no one we can talk to. It's not like we're going to go full Karen on this. <laughs> you, I bet you there are some people who would be like, not angry, but would definitely voice their displeasure. I wonder oh, if you do that in general. It. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And there's people that are going to do it for a few reasons. A, right. 
because that's just in their nature. Right. They're looking for something to complain about and want to take it to the highest level they can. Not right. like us two peons that are complaining about it in general on a podcast. Sure. Then there are the people that not only want to take it to the highest level that they can, but then they want it action actually taken about it. So they're thinking they're going to talk to like the GM in the area. And then within a week, all the Christmas stuff's going to be taken down. No. Then you're going to have the people which I subscribe to part of this. Like I'm the type, like nothing Christmas goes up until after Remembrance Day. I like that rule of thumb. Yeah. And for me, that's something like I adopted a long time ago and it works well for us. Even if it's literally the day after Remembrance Day, that's fine. But there's some people that take that like super serious to the point where it better not even be in the friggin' stores until then. Right. Which I'm borderline on that one because realistically, I think any time like within a week of Halloween, once stuff starts going on clearance and, you know, that's fair game. Oh, I fully expect once. And I guess like that's we're kind of here. It just seems like like this was like a week and a half ago where I. So like mid-September almost. Um, Yeah, mid-September. It's just like. If it's like the day after Halloween, sure. Yeah. Oh, nuts. Yeah. Um, it just, it's mid-September. At the time you saw it. And you can buy Christmas trees at Canadian Tire. Jesus. I'll be honest, we, we even debated if we're going to put ours up this year. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I think we have to. Just to maintain some sort of normalcy. We, we do, well, since we moved to the new house, we do two now. One in the basement and one upstairs. Yeah, we usually had two. One, would, like the one the kid had in, in the basement was a smaller one. And yeah. it was like one of those, because we let the kid pick it out themselves. But it was one of those like super gaudy, like blue Christmas tree. <laughs> with yeah. built-in leds and it was like oh yeah three and a half foot tall and they loved it and, yeah okay, oh yeah this is like this isn't the this isn't like the the main event tree this is the this is like the opening act oh totally and, but um and we've and I, i'm pretty sure we'll still do the same thing um but yeah i don't know yeah, I just, I have a hard time with it. So we'll wait and see what we're going to do. Because here's the thing. I also know that we need a new Christmas tree. Do you guys go fake? Oh, hell yeah. Um, we, did fake, so. we, we did fake in the condo just because we had to. And so when we came here, like this, like last year was the first year we had a real, like real Christmas tree in the house. Yeah. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Very messy, but very cool. We had real trees growing up all the way until we moved to Calgary. So I get it. Yeah. Um, I know we need a new tree this year. So I'll look into whatever. But even if our local Canadian Tire had them right now, I would yeah. not go get one right now. <laughs> Just out of principle? Just out of the sheer principle. <laughs> of the thing. There's no friggin' way I would do it. 
I love it. I love it. God, no. I would not. I don't care how tasty those Toffee Fay are right now at Costco. They can screw off. We got to talk about that one time too. Or did we talk about that last year? Favorite oh, we, we did talk about some of that stuff. But I think what we're going to have to do when we get closer to Christmas, because we are not doing this now. No. But I think we're going to have to have another bracket. Right. Christmas chocolate bracket. Yep. It's going to have to happen. It's going to have to happen. And I think we're going to have to do that after Remembrance Day. Yep. So. There we go. On that note, we're going to take a break. Take a break, see. When we come back, we're going to try our hand at some more Name That Tune. And I actually have a story that I wanted to bring up that was in the news this week you may not be familiar with. Okay. And I wanted to get your reaction on it. All right. All right. This is something I did not prep Mike for. No, you did not. So we will see his reaction about this, and uh, we'll go from there. We'll be right back. All right, so when we left off, we were talking about Christmas stuff, and it dawned on me there was one thing that I was okay with getting early that's Christmas-related. Go on. The Sears Wish Book. The Sears Wish Book. Yes. Do you remember the Sears Wish Book? Yes, I do. Um, I had more affinity towards the consumers distributing Right up there too, but, the same but idea. Those, those types of catalogs, getting yes. those early, so you could earmark the pages. Yes, that had the toys on it that you wanted. Yes, totally. Yes, or lots of planning. Yes, lots of planning. Or when you got older and pervier, you could go through it and look at the women in their bras. Yes, yes. So getting those early. That was the only acceptable Christmas thing to get here earlier. I would, I would agree. That I could think of right now. Yeah, I would agree. So, just putting that out there. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna try this whole name this tune thing again. Yes, we are. Hopefully, we've picked tougher songs. I feel confident with my songs. I mean, they're very well known songs, but they, it's they're one of a thousand songs like they're not okay so i i think i i'm hoping i will not stump you but at least give you pause fair enough uh we're going to do f- a, a couple fewer songs this yeah. time instead of like three regular and the two bonus we're just going to do two regular and one bonus yeah same thing applies we're going to read off some lyrics this isn't an yes. audio clue we're actually going to read the lyrics and that's what you have to name the tune based on which yes. makes it, in my eyes, a little bit harder. I agree. So if you want to go first, have at it. Yep. We've got our songs all lined up for each other. I'm going to yes. make this so that we can share our screens. Whenever you are ready, you go ahead with your first set of lyrics. All right. Hide it in the hiding place where no one ever goes. Put it in your pantry with your cupcakes. It's a little secret, just a Robinson's affair. Most of all, you've got to hide it from the kids. 
Mrs. Robinson. The only yeah. thing that I don't know is did you go with the Simon and Garfunkel version or the Lemonheads version? Lemonheads. Lemonheads. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Great cover. Great cover. Great cover. Yeah. Fantastic cover. One of my all time favorite Simon and Garfunkel songs. Fantastic. The movie, The Graduate, that it came from. Yeah. Cool. Old school, but you should watch it. Yes. Yes. If you haven't seen it. No, I, I, I've seen it, but it was eons ago when I did see it. Yeah, very early Dustin Hoffman. And it's an absolute classic. So did you know that song pretty much right away? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just, I thought, okay, Simon and Garfunkel, I didn't realize you were like quad into them as much as you just said. Oh, yeah. Were. Yeah, totally. Interesting. Well, All right. That's, okay. That's a gooder. That's a gooder. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's have a little listen. Okay. Let's hear it. Oh, one sec. I didn't share my audio. Not a problem. Why do you bring that up? Do your thing. It's not a problem. I'm just going to sit here and relish in the fact that I got that one. All right. Because I I don't think I'm going to get the next one as easily. No, I don't think you will either. So. How can you not like this song? I know. So happy go lucky. Yeah, very true. Very Oh there you go. Horrible haircuts on that on that very interesting yeah i like garfunkel's got a bit of a better do yeah but paul simon's got a bowl cut yeah and it's a very shallow bowl oh very yes a very shallow bowl like you're (laughs) you're not dipping a chip in that bowl oh god no you're scraping the top you're you're oh you're not you're barely (laughs) able to scrape bottom on that bowl dude that's you're pushing it in that one yikes um okay so for mine, my first one, you start a conversation, you can't even finish it. You're talking a lot, but you're not saying anything. Jesus. You want me to repeat it? Sure. Okay. You start a conversation, you can't even finish it. You're talking a lot, but you're not saying anything. I have like an idea. Well, there's nothing stopping you from putting the idea out there. Like uh, for some reason, I'm going towards like a like an Avril Lavigne okay. or like a Sarah McLaughlin. Okay, but I don't know. I don't know. Okay, don't want to take like a name and uh, song or. I uh, no idea. No. Okay. The track is called Psycho Killer from the Talking Heads. I would never have got that. This one was actually covered by uh, Saskatoon band One Bad Son, 
who did a well, really yeah 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 you've mentioned these guys before they did a really good cover of it yeah um but this is the original artist so i'm gonna play this now for you for a bit give me a second i'll get the audio going and here you go I know this song. I know this song, but yeah, I would never have thought. I would never have I know, like, yeah. I oh, okay. As soon pick. as that chorus kicks in. Yeah, good right? pick. Good pick. Great song. Yeah, no, that is a that is a great song. I haven't heard of that song forever. It's one of those ones that you forget about, right? Yeah, and I did. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, that just goes to prove the point. There so. you go. You got another one. I do. All right. On an innocent trip, how can one ruin so much? A belief in a soul, in a beauty, or in a touch? Hmm. This one might get me. You mind repeating it for me? On an innocent trip, how can one ruin so much? A belief in a soul, in a beauty, or in a touch? Mm. You know what? The only thing that comes to mind, and I know I'm going to say this and regret saying it right away. Yep. Is like some type of like, no, it wouldn't be Nirvana. Yeah, no, you got me on that one, man. What is it? People of the Sky by Sloan. Oh, God. <laughs> of course it is. So you sang Nirvana. In Not the that same far stratosphere, off. In the same stratosphere. Yeah, it's kind of the same wheelhouse. Yeah. I forgot all about. Yeah. That's a good track, <laughs> too. You got to play that one now. Yes. Yes. Coming up here. Because I'll be honest, great, good track, but it's not my favorite Sloan track. See, this is one of my favorite Sloan tracks. I would say this and 500 Up are like my favorite Sloan songs. Yeah, that's crazy. That was a good one. That was there a really go. good one. Nice. Yes. Well, I have another one all set for you. So if you're good to go. Yes. All right. Let me bring this up here. Okay. So my next one goes like this. Okay. Suck it in. Suck it in. Suck it in. If you're Rin Tin Tin or Anne Boleyn, make a desperate move 
or else you'll win. I know it's overly complicated, right? One more time. Not a problem. Suck it in. Suck it in. Suck it in. If you're Rin Tin Tin or Anne Boleyn, make a desperate move or else you'll win. It's the Anne Boleyn thing. Anne Boleyn. Anne Boleyn. Sorry, it's that word that is... Kind of itching on your brain there? Yeah. I get it. You're going to get me again. No no guess? Oh. I I mean... You too. No, not quite. Um, This one is one of my favorite bands out of the 90s. Not nearly as popular as some of the other ones that everyone else loves uh blues traveler okay the song is called hook okay and it kind of pokes fun at the music business how it doesn't matter what you write for lyrics as long as you've got a good hook got it and they have a breakdown in the middle of it and i'm bringing it up now for you to hear um exactly what that breakdown kind of sounds like give me a second here here it is and it keeps going i didn't realize Maybe it's just this one song, but I don't think it is. Like, there's a bit of a ska influence with that. It depends on the track. This one a little bit more than some of the other stuff. Like, if you go back and listen to that specific album, there yeah. isn't really another one that's like that track. But that okay. is, not to spoil anything now, that album is on my list of albums for Wax and Poetic, the podcast listening club. So just putting it out there if anybody wants to take part. So, yeah, there you go. uh, So it's still very close. It's still only one nil. Now, am I now? Can I do this like I did last time where I play you the song? Oh, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do for the bonus. All right. Uh, And it's same rules apply. If I can pick out three words. Yes. (laughs) We're considering that a win. Yes. Okay. I'm going to share my screen. Okay. I'm not going to look. Okay. Like I, I've got another window open at the moment. So, okay. Okay. Now I have to do this because, you know. Like they're not saying anything.
okay. <laughs> I might have three words. Okay. Did I hear the word open? Open, open. No. Damn it. Okay. Did I hear the word live? Live. No. Dang. Okay. I've got a couple more guesses. Okay. I heard I thought I heard you. You? Yeah, as in Y-O-U. Or your. Uh you heard a you, yes. Okay. You heard a you. Maybe the your that I thought I heard was maybe door. No. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I got one. That's it. That, my friends, was Hammer Smashed Face by Cannibal Corpse. Okay. Made famous by the Ace Ventura movie. There's the, the one in the club band. when he's making his way to the back. Yep. To... Okay. And it's this song. All right. I honestly, meh. oh man okay that was a good one so i'm gonna get mine ready you might have to avert your eyes from the screen okay so give me a moment i will get mine going and again once you hear the music going you're free to i would not actually look at the screen at all because i have a lyric video so that would be kind of cheating no so, problem. No okay. problem. Gonna share my screen and press play. The pasta. Maybe. Do it again. What? <laughs> we didn't do uh, any replays no, I'm on joking. Any I'm joking. Jeez. I thought I heard coming. Okay. Of course, that's one of the words you heard. Well, I'll leave it to you to hear that word. I, yeah. Give me a second here. Okay. I'm just. Okay. Can you do me a favor? Yes. Spell it. C O M I N. Okay. That's one. Ooh. Uh, did I hear around or round? Uh, no. Did I hear here? Like H E R E. Mm. There is no version of here whatsoever in there. No other spellings. Okay. Yeah. No, that's all I got. That's a hard one, right? Uh, yeah, it was Busta. Um, it was actually Busta Rhymes with Twista, and it's called Can You Keep Up? And the answer is no. No. Uh, I thought it was an apt description. <laughs> so those were some really tough ones. That was much tougher than the that last That was round. definitely much tougher. Did we, did we go too far on the dial? No. No, I don't think so. Okay. I like that. Okay. I, I think we just got to kind of dial it in between now this and the last one and find that, that steady wave. 
Yeah. And we're good to go. I think we also got to, we got to start putting some themes on it. Oh, hell yeah. I think the next one, like we can do decades. We can do one hit wonders. Yeah. I think next week we do one hit wonders. Yeah, for sure. So that's good. We can do that. Any decade, but one hit wonders. Okay. So heal. Nice. Um, I have a news article that I want to share with you. And I'd like to get your take on this. Now, this came out in the news yesterday, I believe it was. So let me just open up this article. But when I first heard this, I thought, there's no way this is real. Like, this has to be fake. Because realistically, who the hell would, like, do something like this, right? Okay. But it turns out it is real. Okay. And I'm of the mindset, well, I have my mindset. Before I taint yours, and yes, I use the word taint correctly, (laughs) I would like to share this with you and get your opinion on it. Okay? So this is from CBS News. I'll let you read the title of the head or the headline out. Museum says they gave an artist $84,000 in cash to use in artwork. He delivered blank canvases and titled them, Take the Money and Run. I mean, it's art. This, yeah, it was a Danish artist. A museum gave him $84,000 and commissioned him to do two pieces of art. Uh, Instead of turning in what you would call finished, stereotypically finished pieces, he turned in these two blank canvases as seen (laughs) in the article that I'm showing Mike right now. One big, one small. Yep. Completely blank. Now, he has stereotypically according to this article the artist has done other pieces of work that are based around income disparity or or things of that nature yep so that's what the museum wanted they wanted something along that theme um but the artist's argument for doing this is that the 84,000 U.S. dollars that he was giving really wasn't sufficient for two of his pieces of art. Right. So he decided to just take it and hand in these canvases and give them that title. So, Mike, I need, granted, art is subjective. But is yeah, this guy right. asshole or, or hero? Uh, what's he going to do with the money? Well, it's his. I mean, he can do whatever he wants with it. Doesn't matter. That's true. I mean, like, so, like, uh, if they had like a written agreement of like certain, of like a type of work that needed to be commissioned, then I would say this guy's completely in the wrong. But, I mean, if it's just like, we want you to create two pieces of art for us, again, art is in the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. There's, like, I could literally, like, you see people, like, just sitting on chairs. I'm like, that's an exhibit. Hell, it was only a couple years ago 
there was a banana duct taped to a wall. Yes. And that one got how many hundreds of thousands of dollars? Yep. So again, what's art? Who's to say? Yep. Or that Banksy piece that self shredded itself. Oh God, that was classic. I love that. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I, I mean, again, art is in the eye of the beholder. I, I mean, the, the shitty thing is like they could have given that money to some other artist who like would have like laminated at the fact of like having their art shown in a museum. I don't know. Yeah. But now the that, museum maybe, maybe that's thinking too like too deep on it, but yeah. The museum is saying they do have a contract and that the money has to be paid back if the artwork is not displayed, that the money has to be paid back when the exhibition closes uh by January 26, 2022. So theoretically, according to the contract, if they don't display the pieces that the artist handed over they can go after him and get the money back or try. Um, and that's all above board. And I'm not yeah. saying whether or not the museum should do that. But honestly, I'm on the artist side with this. Yeah. I, Art being subjective and all, have at it, buddy. Yeah, for sure. I totally get it. I totally get it. And if you think about it and just in a, like, it's, it's simple scenario. And given the fact that all his other pieces are about like income inequality or, you know, whatever the case may be, they're all based on, you know, that financial side of things. Yes. And how unfair it is. Well, you know, this makes perfect sense. You know what's going to happen now? This is hitting the news. Everyone's yep. going to want to come and see this. The museum's and these pieces, make... if he signed these, these pieces are going to go for more than the 84000 Of course. That's the, the stupidest thing. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's interesting. Very interesting. I, I always like. I I'm always intrigued by like uh, artists who are against the the system that they are in. Yeah, I get that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like for or against. I totally get where where they could be coming from. It's like it's a double sided knife. I totally get it. Yes. Um. But yeah, it's always intriguing to see like people who like are yeah like shitting on their industry or shitting on their the company that they that they have to work for or anything like that but still are able to produce art from it which is cool yeah i totally get it and like i said i'm i'm on his side with this and i'm willing to bet if they actually did display it and they are signed they'd easily get double maybe triple the money of course so what what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Right? Well, it's got so, all this press now. So it's, well, yeah. So get them to sign the canvases, hang them up. Yeah. Be done with it. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. You're done. Because I guarantee some rich asshole is going to come along and be like, 
I must have it. <laughs> oh, of course. And they will hang it proudly. Yeah. In their multi-million dollar house, probably. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for this episode. I think that's all she wrote. With that, I mentioned it earlier. We are all done the waxing poetic two-month combination meeting. We we. Uh, we have a new album that we are going to be reviewing for October. Yes. The October album, lucky enough, just happens to be one of Ricky's choices. Uh, for Ricky, it's uh, Never Ending White Lights. Yep. Act, Act One. one. Uh, goodbye, friends. Uh, and I know there's more to that title. I apologize. Uh, it's escaping me at the moment. Uh, goodbye, friends of something angels. No, goodbye, friends of the heavenly bodies. That's it. Heavenly bodies. Thank you. I was listening to it earlier today, and I was I was hitting a wall there for a moment. <laughs> We're recording this a little later at night. I'm tired. So I apologize to the fans out there, but uh, yes, it's, yeah. So, I mean, that's what we're going to be talking about here on the last Sunday in October. And uh, if you want to take part, please feel free, hit us up. All you got to do is hit us up on social media. Just look up podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, hit us up on our website. There's a contact us button on there, podcast.com. Drop us a line. By all means, let us know. The more, the merrier. We're just trying to share good music. Yeah. And again, even if you only get to listen to a few tracks, even if you don't get to listen to it at all and just want to come hang out, so be it. So be it. Exactly. So uh, until then, that's it for episode 41. Mike, parting words. Well, that was lackluster. Okay. (laughs) Put the Christmas shit away. Just give it time. Just give it time. It'll come. That'll, that'll, cool your jets. That's, that, that's what she said. What I said. You're, uh, I'm so confused right now. Okay, I see you next week. She said to what I said. What? Oh, never mind. Whatever. All right. Talk next week, folks.